You're listening to Pim Talk, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Welcome to PIM Talk, the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers, and PIM professionals. And every second Tuesday, we come together to share knowledge, experiences, and challenges to be able to create even better product stories. Maybe you're wondering what PIM is. PIM is a software that is all about managing all product marketing information in one place to create a rich customer experience in all channels and shorten time to market. And if you're new to PIM, check out our first episode, What is PIM? I'm your host, Thomas Schwabberg. I'm the creative director at InRiver, and we want to do this podcast for you and with you. So please contact us and tell us what topics you would like us to cover, what guests you would like to have on the show, or maybe you want to contribute in any way. So you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or send a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. In this episode, we're going to talk to Alex Moss from our partner Aperture Labs. And we're going to focus on how you can achieve shorter time to value in your PIM projects. And this is an area where Alex has had a great track record. But before that, we're going to talk to some people at InRiver around the upcoming Pinpoint event that will take place in Malmö at Slacktuset as at the 4th and the 5th of April, the big PIM event of the year. Right, I'm standing here with Charlie, uh, our marketing director in EMEA, and uh, you're heavily involved with Pinpoint, and it's closing up. So what can we expect from the, the event? I'm really, really excited. We have some great speakers coming in. Um, we have Robin Tiglin from, um, she's American, but she lives in Sweden. She's a professor um, at Chalmers University. And then we have Brian Eisenberg, who is a well-renowned um, author. I'm just very excited that we have keynotes from across the world. We have some great um, speakers that are inside of In River, and we have some lovely tracks going on across multiple sessions from our partners, our customers, customers giving some exciting case studies that I think from beginners to as well as people have returned to Pinpoint over the years. All right. Sounds really fun. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Thank you. See you there. I'm here with Thor, our CEO. So, I mean, it's soon Pinpoint, right? So, what I mean, do you this say? This is fun. This is our big event of the year. This is where we bring users in from all over the world. And, um, and we talk about We talk about PIM, of course, but what we're really talking about is how to make all of these marketers successful and how to get people's careers where they want them to be and how to give them the tools so that they succeed. It's for our partner community, which implements these things. I mean, our systems are deeply integrated into customers' infrastructure. So uh, we have fun. We bring a lot of the InRiver employees. We have uh, our partner community. We have our user community all together for two or three days here in uh, sunny Malmö, Sweden. We're looking forward to it. Sounds like an event you can't miss. I absolutely can't miss that. Yeah, if you're in this business, if you are marketing products, whether you're on a B2B or a B2B2C side, uh, this is the event of the year. It's the largest event of its kind anywhere in the world. Uh, in many ways, it's where it started here in Malmö. And uh, we would welcome you. All right. Thank you, Thor. 
I'm here with Jesper Larsson, our partner director, and it's soon time for Pinpoint, and it's busy time for you, right? Exactly. Uh, this is a fantastic community event. Um, we will have all our you know, biggest partners here as sponsors at the event, and, uh, and they're really contributing to the event. So I, you know, it, I'm really looking forward to, to have this event here in Malmö again uh, with all the biggest partners on board here. Okay, so what is the benefit for a partner being part of Pinpoint? Uh, it's being part of the community, meeting uh, other partners. We have both implementation partners and value-added partners uh, attending. And also we have a big uh, customer community and some nice prospects coming in, of course. Yeah, and if you're a prospect, I guess this is a perfect chance of, of really meet and benchmark all the partners out there when you are uh, maybe thinking of starting a PIM implementation. Of course. I mean, we have almost all our Platinum partners on site. So, uh, you know, I would say that this is a perfect opportunity to meet and greet with uh, different partners and, and get a good gut feeling of who are the right partners to work with. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. Today, I want to welcome Alex Moss to the show. Welcome, Alex. Hello. Thanks for having me. So uh, maybe you could start telling us a little bit about who you are, uh, where you come from, and uh, yeah, your place in the universe. Sure. Uh, so my name's Alex. Um, I work with a company called Aperture Labs, and we are a, an InRiver implementation partner uh, based in uh, the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area in the USA. Um, my background is that of a software developer. Um, I grew up in the healthcare industry and uh, e-commerce industry, um, financial services before getting into uh, implementation agency life. Um, and we have been working with Inriver since, or I have been working with Inriver since uh, 2013, and, and as a company, Aperture Labs has been working with Inriver since 2014. Okay. So uh, could you tell me some, some more about the company you work for? Yes. Uh, so we are um, a development agency um, in, in Milwaukee, as I said. Um, we've got uh, about 10 people working for us right now. Um, almost all uh, technical folks. We're, we're a big bunch of nerds, um, like doing our software development um, and, and solving problems for our clients and using Imriver to, to help us do that. Okay. Um, but you're not from the U.S. originally, right? No. No, originally I'm from the U.K. Um, uh, born and raised in, in England. Uh, moved to the U.S. in 1999 where I went to college. Um, spent three and a half years getting my degree um, before going out into the big wide world. Um, and uh, I went to UW-Whitewater in Wisconsin um, and stuck in the area ever since. Uh, spent a, a year working um, for Epic Systems in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, spent a couple of years working for uh, Visa in uh, Milwaukee. Um, then started with a company called By Seasons, where we were an e-commerce company selling uh, Halloween costumes mainly uh, on the internet um, before getting into agency life. All right. So one thing that I think stands out uh, when it comes to you is that you have really succeeded well working with time to value uh, and yeah, create efficient products um, and work with the simplicity. So uh, could you tell me a little bit about your approach and uh, the things that you do in order to accomplish this? 
Uh, sure. Um, so, yeah, as you said, one of the things that, that we really try and do with our projects um, is make sure that, that we're simplifying uh, processes, simplifying procedures, and, and simplifying the implementations as, as much as possible. Um, and, and this is kind of a process that's, that's developed over time um, with the way we've approached our projects. Um, and, it, and it didn't start with an intent um, to try and simplify our projects. It really started um, with an intent to try and be flexible and, and to try and um, not box ourselves or our customers in with the implementation. Um, and so in, in order to do that, uh, we developed, you know, some internal tools that allowed us to to um, to modify the data model um, in order to to rapidly develop the data model or make um, wholesale changes pretty easily. Um, we develop our connectors in a way that that we're using a lot of configuration, a lot of mappings, and and things like that. And what that lends itself to um, is the ability to to start small. Um, make changes quickly, uh, get feedback, and um, implement the, the the PIM in a very cyclical, iterative way um, that we're constantly getting feedback from our customers, constantly developing um, additional value to the customers. And, and that seems to speed up the overall process and, and keep things flexible and simple for our clients. Yeah, but is it hard, you know, to to um, explain this approach or to get buy-in on it. I mean, often there is a lot of things that you want to do when you have a PIM in place. You have a lot of business needs. You have a lot of internal stakeholders that want their stuff to be done. Is, is it hard to scope it down to these first simple things that you want to get done in the beginning and then grow for, from that? Uh, not really. Um, so... I mean, when we talk to our customers um, up front and we go through the typical, you know, analysis phase that that Inriver uh, recommends and that I'm sure every partner goes through, um, and we scope out really um, the general direction for all of the areas of the PIM. So we're not we're not telling people they can't have things. We're not cutting functionality out. Um, where the process really comes into play is that when we start the implementation side of things, uh, we start with the small stuff. We, you know, we we start small on a model and then build it out um, until it reaches all of the needs. Um, we start small with our con connectors and then we add functionality to those things until uh, we get to a point with the that we meet the needs of the customer and, and meet all of their needs. Same thing with, you know, completeness rules and with workflows and with tasks and um, all of the other features that exist in the PIM. Um, it's, it's not a case of um, cutting functionality. It's a case of building something up um, until it's at a point that, that the customer is satisfied with it, um, is getting a lot of value um, and, and is able to use it. Okay. But what is an example of a typical small scope when it comes to, I don't know, integrations or number of channels or or applications? Well, what would you say? What is a typical small scope that that uh, you've worked with? Uh, small scope is, is I, I wouldn't describe what we do as small scope. Um, it's more, uh, again, of that flexibility. So it, it's more a case of um starting choosing a starting point 
um, where we can provide a little bit of value and then, then add to that. So, um, for instance, it may be a case of when we're developing a, an inbound integration with an ERP, for instance, uh, we'll start with a, um, a, a subset of the products um, and get those into the PIM and make sure those are looking correct. Or it may be a subset of the fields or a subset of the, the data structure to make sure that that we're going down the right path. And if the path is looking correct and if the feedback we're getting from the customer is correct and everything's looking good, then we'll walk further down that path and, and start adding to it, maybe adding more products and maybe adding uh, different structures into the PIM, maybe adding uh, additional fields or additional mappings. It's a case of getting the high-risk stuff out of the way, uh, proving value, um, and then uh, building the solution. So you're, you're talking about providing value really fast. So what would be an example of that and how you maybe start small and, and then add piece by piece in order to, when you have proved uh, the value, basically? It's um, a case of, of really um, uh, being flexible, um, starting with, with a, a small subset of what we think the final solution is going to look like. So um, if we're building something like an inbound uh, uh, ERP connector, an integration to an ERP system, you know, we, we might start with a small subset of the products that, that we are ultimately going to need to to have in the PIM, make sure that we've got our mappings correct, make sure that we're getting um, the data in, in in the way that we need to, and make sure that, that once that data's in, the PIM uh, or the, the products and the data in the PIM is usable, um, accurately reflects the products um, for the customer, um, and, and is going to be something that's going to going to be valuable to them. Once we start proving those things out, we can then build on on that platform, right? We can start, if we've started with a small subset of products, we can start building on that product set. Uh, we can start adding additional entities, for instance, if, if that's the route that we're taking with this particular implementation. Uh, if we're starting with a, a subset of um, fields, for instance, we can start adding additional fields into that integration. We can start doing our, our mappings uh, to CVL values and, and um, doing a lot of our usability type um, work uh, after we've proven that that kind of the core um, thing that we're trying to achieve is achievable and not only is achievable, but is worthwhile for the customer. You are listening to PIM Talk, the product marketing podcast. And after this short break, we're going to continue talk with Alex about more success factors to achieve shorter time to value for your PIM product. PIM stands for Product Information Management, and InRiver stands for PIM. Want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software? We've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. Let's talk about PIM. 
besides you know starting small with the data model not having to do as much in the integrations is there any other things that you think are success factors to to getting uh, shorter time to value for the projects uh, in in our mind, it's all about keeping the customer involved and keeping the customer in that feedback loop. You know, we we want to be um, continuously uh, improving the the product um, that we're we're developing for our customer. So that means getting regular feedback from the customer, whether that's in in the data model build, whether that's in our inbound connector builds, whether that's in customizations that we're putting into the PIM. Uh, we're getting that constant feedback from the customer so that we're never really uh, uh, more than a few days away from having made a bad decision or, or made it, making a suboptimal decision, um, let me say. Um, and the other thing that that does um, is by getting our customer involved, getting the feedback um, from the customer, letting them, um, you know, adjust the direction of the PIM uh, as they go. Uh, the the customers getting trained in the PIM, um, not just in, in the Inriver solution, but in the particular solution that we're building for them, uh, kind of by osmosis, because they're being forced to... Um, be involved in this project and, and be part of the implementation process themselves. You know, we, we don't see the implementation as something we do as an Aperture Labs goes away and, and does for our customers. It's something we um, assist our customers with um, and they assist us with. And, and by doing that, um, as we approach the, the completion of the project, um, that actually find themselves fully trained um, and uh, having essentially UAT'd the PIM in an ongoing basis um, as we're doing the implementation. Uh, the, other, the other benefit that we get from taking an approach like this is very often um, we don't have a date that the customer goes live on. Um, they, we get to a point in the build where they feel they can start using certain aspects of the PIM for real. Um, and so they start using uh, the PIM. You know, we've got our permanent uh, data import in and, and they start doing some enrichment process. That enrichment might not go anywhere at the time they're doing it, but they start using it before the PIM is is fully complete and fully baked. Yeah, so even if you don't have all the integrations, the customer starts early working with the enrichment of, of the data and, uh, and the media and so on. Yes, that's exactly right. So who is important, I mean, having involved on the customer side, you, you say that you work very closely with the customer and they are trained during the process and so on. But I mean, it must also be a challenge to get the right people from the customer participating in this and, and also, you know, spending uh, the amount of time with the project that you really need to do in order to be successful. Yep, that, that's true. That's uh, one of the, the requirements um, of or, or one of the success factors, let me say, of of taking an approach like this is is we need um, not heavy customer involvement, but we need our engaged customers. Um, so we very much, very often have uh, the users uh, who are going to be most heavily involved in in um, working with the PIM uh, post go live, post launch, um, participating in in this process throughout. Um, and, and it's usually not a case of how many users that we have involved in the process, but, but how active and how engaged they are. Yeah. And do you have any particular, you know, uh, tricks or secret recipes of, of getting the customer really involved? Um, I, I don't think so. Um, I think it's, it's something that often comes uh, somewhat naturally to, to 
the customers. Um, I'm not sure we have any any particular tricks or anything like that other than uh, we ask for their participation and, and we ask for them to be involved. Um, we certainly explain up front that, that success is dependent on all of us. Um, that includes us as a partner and, and InRiver as a, a provider and the customer um, as a user. Uh, so a, a user and, and an internal advocate for the tool. So uh, I, I just think that the communication with the customer on, on what the process is going to look like, uh, what success is going to look like from our perspective, um, helps with that, that involvement um, and trying to reinforce that whenever possible. Um, in the end, I think the, the customers enjoy seeing this product being built and enjoy participating in it and, and get that sense of achievement as well. All right. So is there anything particular that you really would like to um, discourage from getting into a, a PIM product? Any no-nos or so that you would like to highlight? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, any no-nos. Every, every project's different. Every implementation is different. Um, and, and I believe uh, an argument can be made for, um, for really... Uh, a, a number of different things. Um, one of the the what what I will say is is one of the challenges and one of the communication factors that we often have to un overcome is that you know as we talk about PIM as a single source of truth for our product data, uh, that doesn't mean it's the source of of record for all of our product data, um, and it's not always a replacement for an ERP system. So a lot of the the operational type data, the stuff that's that's used to run a an e-commerce business or run a warehouse, uh, probably um, still belongs in the ERP system. Um, still, still should be managed in the ERP system. Um, some of it can be surfaced in the PIM if it's useful for marketing our products. Um, but it's, at the end of the day, we we really want to treat the PIM as a marketing tool. Um, not as an operations tool. Um, so, so trying to draw that that distinction and and seeing where that that very gray and very blurred line um, gets drawn is is often a little bit of a challenge, um, but one that that often needs to be done. Yeah, amen to that. <laughs> Anything else? I, I don't think so. I mean, I think that the the one thing um, that has struck us is. Um, you know, like I say, we set out to to provide flexibility, and and that's what allows us to provide simplicity and and uh, drive that time to value. Um, and the the infrastructure and the mechanisms that Imriver gives us to customize and to integrate and to configure the PIM um, is really what enables us to do this. It's it's not. Um, I think anything special that we're doing, it's it's just taking the tools that are given to us and, and trying to uh, use them in the best and most efficient manner. Yeah, and you do that in a fantastic way. So we are very happy to have you and also very happy to have you here on the show. Um, I would lastly like to uh, ask you, um, is there anything particular that you think we should cover in PIM Talk or a guest that you think that we should try to get on the show I would really love to hear um, from from some of your customers about uh, unusual ways they may have uh, utilized certain features. Um, you know, with with 
with the flexibility that that they have. Um, I would really love to. We have in the pen. There's always uh, creative solutions that that can be created to solve unique challenges, and and those kinds of things always uh, fascinate me. So I'd love to hear more of that and hear more of uh, creative solutions that people have come up with that, that may not have been intended by your developers and and by the InRiver product managers when they were developing features. All right, thank you, Alex, for um, for joining Pim Talk, and uh, see you around. Thank you very much, Thomas. So happy to be here. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and please help us to spread the word about Pim Talk. We usually post uh, on LinkedIn when there is a new episode, and if you like and comment on that, that helps a lot for us to get this out. So that is really appreciated. So what's going on at Inriver? Well, we have a lot of upcoming events. Uh, of course, the big one is Pinpoint on the 4th and the 5th of April in Malmö. Uh, we're also doing a roadshow around migration. So if you are an existing on-prem customer, you will have a number of occasions that you can attend to. Uh, you will find them on the River website. Uh, it's uh, in Gothenburg, March 6th. In Oslo, March 14th, Stockholm, March 15th, and in Copenhagen, March 19th. And we are doing those um, shows together with Microsoft. And there you can get all your questions about what it means to migrate to the InRiver Product Marketing Cloud from your on-premise solution. And of course, on Pinpoint, there will be a lot of sessions around this as well. We will also visit the e-tail exhibition in Germany on March 7th and 8th in Berlin. So you can also sign up on our webpage to book a meeting with us there. The next coming user trainings for customers is in Amsterdam on February the 20th. It's in Chicago the same day and the day after February 2021 in Chicago and we have in Malmö on March 13th. We have some upcoming partner trainings in our academy. Uh, it's going to be in Chicago on March 14th and 15th, both business consultant and developer tracks. And in Malmö, we are having the same on March 20th and 21th, business consultant and developers. Thank you for listening. For feedback, tips and questions, you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or message us at pimtalkpodcast at Twitter. Please, if you like the show, go into iTunes and give us a good review. And if you would like to see some behind-the-scenes material, bloopers and live streams, you can follow Pim Talk on Instagram. See you again in two weeks. Bye.